0: Hello everyone and welcome to the number one podcast on the planet for helping you succeed, the Born to Succeed podcast. We are here to help you succeed on both a personal and professional level. How do we do that? We do that through motivation, inspiration, faith, hope, and love. And now, without further ado, your gracious host, Michael and uh Lisa Mary. The Born to Succeed podcast with Michael and Elisa Merritt. We have a very special guest today, Miss D.D. Cox her list is so long guys I can tell you it would take me about 20 minutes to read her bio between being an author a romance author many books out she's got the three c's compassion and caring and kindness and she's just a lady that's very very special and so we're so blessed to have her on the podcast with us today because she's just going to share some words of wisdom and and love and passion which she has all over so without further ado welcome to the podcast miss dd Dee Dee. how are you doing ma'am
1: well we're in the snow and we're in the ice and we're holding on like a hair on a biscuit just blowing in the wind waiting for the next storm to come through kentucky and hoping that we all survive we all maintain electricity we all stay warm and we all stay safe and hunkered down so i guess there we're doing okay go.
0: Good, good. Well, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself because you are in pageants, you've got fur baby things going on, you're an author, multiple books. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Miss Dee, for those that are listening so they can get a little bit more about you.
1: Well, I was born and raised in Rooster Run, Kentucky. I was born on a farm, not like in the hospital or whatever, but born on the farm and my grandfather we did dairy cows we did tobacco and then when he delivered the milk he delivered the moonshine in the old brown paper bag except we didn't know that's what it was we just thought it was kind of cool to be riding with him you know and traveling to wherever and and sure enough you know he was very well known in our community and you know liquor put food on the table clothes on our backs You know, so, and and I don't drink. That's how I got my nickname. I'm the designated driver. I'm the DD, so I'll take great care of you.
2: Right, that's great. But, you
1: know, we grew up on a farm. So, you know, that was the whole big background. And then when my grandmother, when I was old enough to drive, and she never had a driver's license, she could actually have a horse and buggy. She knew how to drive a horse and buggy. But she would always, after church on Sundays, she would go visiting. She'd go tooling about, and we would deliver hankies to the men. And then we would deliver um, washcloths or, like, um, the tablecloths or whatever, not tablecloths. Oh, those things in the kitchen that you dry, your dishes and stuff with dishcloth. And she would deliver those to the women, and we would deliver buttered pies, um, and that became my thing with her was that special time to deliver to folks that were in need. And she would always ask, you know, what do you need? You know, is everything okay? Do you need food? You know, and she, she was her seamstress. own little helping <laughs> hands. <laughs> <laughs> and and awesome. she taught me those three C's that I mentioned all the time, kindness, caring, and compassion. And I looked at her and this doesn't begin. With with the C, and she said, no, but I captured your attention, and that's what you want to do, and so she fed me um, a lot of good scripture verses, and one of them was Acts 2035, and I mentioned that in all my books, and all my charity events, Um, you know, it's better to give than to receive, and it makes you feel good, makes your heart feel good, Right. so, um, and then later on, you know, as time goes, and you go to high school, and you get married. I married um, my best friend from high school. We did not date, but I married my best friend. And it took us a little bit of a while to have um, a child. We could only have one child. And during that time frame was how, at the age of 30, I wrote the first book, because here's what I wanted. Y'all remember Fabio. Remember Fabio on right. the, he was on the right. boat. He always had the yep. sword up and his hair was blowing in the wind. Right. And I just wanted him to ride past me on a beach, serve me sweet tea, and that's all I wanted. Nothing else. And that's now, all and I want. Your son, right? <laughs> and so little did I know that I would create my own Fabio or my own yeah. Fabio. So because his little <laughs> name is Bo, so they've hashtagged him that. They've hashtagged him the next Fabio or Fabio. But you uh, know, okay. you think about all those things back in your youth and what you did and what you read and who. and influenced you and you know to bring it forward because it took us such a long time to have a child and to figure out what was taking place when I had him I was I was very mature right so that put the writing on the back burner because you know when you have a child or when you're trying to have a child and then you do have the child so many things take place and your priorities go in different directions yeah they you, all don't sweat the
2: small, you don't sweat the small stuff anymore for real
1: <laughs> and baby there's a lot of small stuff we're sweating and we don't need to be <laughs>
2: there is for sure
1: so yes. you know when when you're at that age when you're in your 30s you think you've conquered the world you really haven't know right but you think you have and I had him and so I put everything on the back burner and then I don't know what made me pick it back up but I thought to myself you know he's in college my husband and I are gonna be left alone you know empty nesters and I want I want to write. I want to do at least one one romance book. That's all I wanted. Uh And so I went I went back to where I was at the age of thirty writing that book. And I looked at it, and I thought, oh, you know, what the hey, you might as well just go ahead and finish it. You know, if anybody buys it, that's great. If nobody buys it, you did it. You know, you accomplished what you wanted to do. You finished a book. And I reached out to a very dear friend who had done a children's book, and I asked her who the publisher was. And so that began the whole whirlwind of becoming a romance author and you know the really cool thing is god has such a great sense of humor such a wonderful yeah. sense of humor and yeah you know in in that book he um i had logan and grace as the two main characters well the young girl hold on so look the young girl on the book her name is logan grace and i had never met her when i wrote the book she hadn't even been born yet and neither had my son and so right. i can tell you how funny God is by putting her on a book with my son. They're best friends. No date. No date. Yes. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> so that became the first book. And I was a published author at the age of 56. So that's ain't that awesome. a woman? Isn't that pretty cool? That's awesome. Yeah. Like yes. when, you know, when we were younger, we think, oh gosh, 50, that's
2: old, you know? Well, approaching 50, I'm thinking, Shoot, I still feel like I'm 30. I mean, my body might not sometimes, but in my mind, I'm like, I still have a whole nother life to live. Can do anything I want to do starting today, right? Absolutely. Every, day
0: every day. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So so you wrote your first book and then that did that get the bug going and you're like, oh, I'm ready to write another book now, or or what happened after that? <clears throat>
1: When I wrote the first book, I didn't know how it would be received, but it was received very well. Now, y'all know that you're going to have the negative naysayers and you're going to have the folk that say, oh, I can't believe you did that. Or, you know, you're old, right. you're not going to be able to do anymore. You're just, what, what is it called when um, they say, oh, she's just a one-timer, a one-hit wonder. Ooh, yeah. a one-hit wonder, which was really cool. Right. Um, and, yeah. uh, and so I thought you know i talked to michael um with beyond publishing my publisher and i yeah. said i want to write more. and so he said let's do a two degree series he said your son's in nursing school let's just do all these series based on all these doctors you know whatever you want to come up with you know the theme and the little ideas and i was like okay so after the two degrees one heart i went and i did the perfect christmas because yeah. um it's actually Uh-oh. named after the doctor um, That's what right here. Because yeah. <laughs> everybody wants to correct it. You know, they say, you know, you spell Christmas wrong. Yes, I know. I spelled Christmas wrong. You know, right. I, I did it for a particular purpose. And right. so this book was the second book. And from there, you know, it just kind of trickled. You know, God opens a lot of doors. Um, I bang my head a lot against those doors right. the migraines. Um, right. And then, you know, he's like, just open the door, just stop fretting, you know, stop worrying. Yeah. You know, I got you. Yeah. 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 So then I did yeah, three know. more
0: books. That's what I was going to say. And then you just kept going, right? Yeah. And you didn't kept listen to So, of
1: like, yeah. you have, look, so then you did two degrees hotter. And somebody, somebody said, Alyssa, they said, look at his hair. That's not real. I said, it is. Right. Too. That's his real right. hair. And there's not extensions. There's no extensions in it. So, yes, that's his real hair. And, you know, how I know that is because I'm his mama, you know. Right. Right. Because, you know, like back
2: in the day, in the 80s, you know, there was a hair bands and hair. I mean, our thing was hair in the 80s, right? And probably that's when Fabio was around was in the 80s. And so it's great that, And but then some parents were like, long hair is a bad thing. That's what my dad said, right? No long haired boys, you know? Yeah. And it's, so it's awesome that you're like, grow your hair long, be yourself. That doesn't, that doesn't define you, right? What does yeah. your hair look like? It or does. it's long or if it's
0: short? Well, maybe in a product of the you. 80s, I had the wonderful mullet, you know, it was business in the front. <laughs> back man i had golden locks back here you know i was a bull rider and you could just see hair coming out of the back of that cowboy hat you know it was just that's what you had you know the billy ray cyrus days
1: let's just grow it out back
0: here where you know and that was
1: the (laughs) image you know that was the image yeah yeah yeah
0: so then you went on you kept writing books And then tell us more, what happened there?
1: So, so look, so after I wrote that third book, you know, Michael, my publisher goes, let's put him on there all by himself. Let's see what happens, you know, if you put your son, you know, just as the cover model. So I did this book. (laughs) So look, I did Stolen Roses and I I put him on there all by himself. And we did a country music video and a country music singer by the name of Savannah, wrote the song to Stolen Roses and Lord have mercy. It blew up. It just went crazy with him being on that cover by himself. And I had so many wonderful, amazing things. You know, God has such a way of saying, if you would just trust me, you know, I got this and I got you. And so now I, this has been my biggest seller. And then i thought michael said okay when you start your new series you know everybody has been so gonna continue writing sure i'll continue writing i'll do it you know twist my arm twist my right right and so my last book in the series is look all his love for christmas and it's based on um a bulldog At the end of it, because I rescue bulldogs and I wanted to do the next five books called Rescue Me. And so we've started the very first book, which will be out, I think we've set a date for like maybe March or April, the spring. And it's called Fraternity, F-U-R-T-E-R-N-I-T-Y, Fraternity Leave, because there's a mama bulldog. And she's gonna have puppies and no one knows what to do or how to take awesome. care of the situation. Awesome,
0: yeah, awesome.
1: That's awesome. So what, what inspires?
2: what inspires you?
1: What Is that inspires bulldog? Yes, look, I got bulldog earrings and little paws. Cute. Yeah, yeah, Um I think everyday life. You know, I watch your guys, um, you know, when you do your merit coaching and when you put the inspirational uh, posts, the pictures and different things, I think every day, you know, it's like a pastor, that's what I'll I'll call you guys. It's like a pastor, you know, you think, oh my, you know, and that picture or whatever, he knew what was going on. You know, today you guys did did the Bugs Bunny and the Daffy Duck, that was hysterical and I grew up on that. You yeah, know, we all have that special. I don't know where you reach someone or you um, understand someone, or just like you guys, you know, when you do your inspiration or when you do your coaching, everybody connects in a special way. And so, most of the books uh, are actually from my experiences, probably just like what I see with you. You know, I mean, when we sat down at the table and we shared supper and both Eileen Hornback and I, uh, who's another author and a good friend of all of ours, um, she said, I really like them. And I said, I do too. I said, they're kind of cool. <laughs> you know, God puts you together with those amazing connections that you share that passion so a lot of it is based on my whole upbringing every single one of my books has a little bit of what i grew up with
0: and yeah, sure. you know
1: i i put god in there somebody said you know that your books are like premarital x and stuff and i was like yeah but i put god in there you know because god's everywhere so, yeah god's right. with so us we make sure. yeah
2: God's with us when we sin. He's there beside us when we do good. When bad happens, He's there beside us. Yeah. Because you know you can't prevent bad from happening, and so when it does, you have to know
0: He's there beside you. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So Eileen, uh, her book's called Breathe. Okay. Miss Eileen, right? Okay. Breathe, and she's a Beyond Publishing author as well. Now, tell us about your book. Yes. it's being and it's- made into a movie. Tell us about that. What's going oh, on? Oh, so with there's that?
1: there's two of them. So one is The Perfect Christmas. We've got um
0: Right, 20. which is again that That's book right perfect. there, right? Here we go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the one. That's it. Yeah and then um tawny out in california actually has submitted it so you're you're sitting on pins and needles waiting to see who's going to pick it up the other one stolen roses um we michael um, my publisher and i have been going back and forth back and forth with jeff um, from lucky day studios who is looking at stolen roses because um, I wanted it. The book was based a little bit in Kentucky off of the Kentucky festivals that are held in our Commonwealth. Uh-huh. And there's the mention of my husband's band in there that he played in. And so I wanted that piece of it, Stolen Roses, and the young artist who sang the song was up for the Lexington Music Award. Um, right. my producer of the video, Austin Ozier. And you know, you have your hair and makeup artists, Jeanette and Scooter, you yeah. have all these wonderful people. And so now two of them, two of them are up for wow. movies. Now look, I told somebody, I said, I don't want to be on the big screen, you know, when they're on feature films. I just want to have a Hallmark, because I love Hallmark.
2: You yeah. know, they're
1: sure and sappy.
0: Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. That is so awesome. Congratulations, man. That is so good.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, what's great,
2: what's great about it is, you know, Hallmark is just a, a loving home, you know, just comfort and feeling, which is what we need in the world today, right? Is that love and joy and, you know. Yeah. And the
0: peace. Yeah. And that's so- so you- so you mentioned your fur babies. so tell us about your fur baby stuff and then we'll get on to your pageant stuff too, because it's said a lot of stuff there. So tell us about your fur babies.
1: Well, my fur babies, I have two bulldogs, one Victorian, one English, both rescues. And then I have Sunny, my little cat. He's a rescue too. Um, my little girl, Elizabeth has been with us, I think about five going on six years. She was severely abused. She had never seen the light of day. She was nothing but a breeding, um dog and she lost her teeth and very high anxiety but my little girl she's hanging on she she she's a little old girl She she's doing good rocky rocky is the big victorian he's like bigger than me and he's a hot mess and he was actually surrendered because the individual could not care for him because he does quite- he was given rescue through shelby county rescue because I had lost my other cat, Jackson. He was 13 years old. And so we had to um, put him to sleep. And my son, my son is just amazing with animals. And he wanted another cat. And so we ended up with Sonny. And I promote um, the rescue in this new series, the Rescue Me series. Um, I Uh give a portion back of the sale of my books to Indiana Bulldog Rescue. That's who brought me, Elizabeth and Rocky. And that's who... I want to be able to support, because as you know, rescue is 24 seven, it doesn't stop. And there's sure. such horrific stories. And, you know, you hope that the fur babies get the loving, you know, and the hugging that they deserve. And to know what those last few years, you know, of their life, it's hardly we get any puppies. It, it's our old folk, you know, it's our old pups. Yeah. Yeah. you want to be able to show them the love. So, yes, that's what I do, I I rescue little dogs. I just told our little Penny the other
2: day that she did not know what it was like to be a dog. No dog probably gets pet as much as she gets pet every day. (laughs) When she has to start out in the morning, she comes right up to you, gets right in your face, and is like, okay,
1: I'm awake now, let me have some attention.
2: She's a hot mess. She
0: runs.
1: And don't you love how they, they move around you know they're wiggling and moving
2: yeah she's like a parrot and a cat
0: <laughs> she runs straight up my chest she'll get right here on my shoulder put her head in here like this and I'll hug her and she'll she'll put her little head under here I'm like you hug better than most humans do I mean <laughs> she will she'll, she'll just hug
1: into me and snuggle I'm like I
0: love you too I mean she's crazy but well, she's all
1: hugs look at this pandemic that we're in I remember yes. when I was with you guys, you know, we were able to hug each other and tell each other congratulations, yes. goodbye. We're so nice to meet you. You know, right. I talked to Eileen daily. We solve the world's problems every morning. But, you know, she said, I cannot wait to see them and hug them because I was talking about the podcast and stuff. And she said, you know, I miss that affection, maybe of right. friendship, right. you know, of being, yeah. of being able to hug you and say, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. You know yeah. how are you guys doing? You know, and country folk can hug good. We know how to hug. It, it is not right. just a little hug. You know, on the back. Yeah, it's a big yeah, hug, right. So, right? Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we all need that. I mean, I've, I've told her studies that I've read before say we need five hugs a day minimum, and then really ten is the optimum. I mean, we don't get that really and truly. A lot of hugging, and especially in this day and age, really everybody is so. Pushed back. So, especially for those people that you would see every time and be like, come here, give me a hug. I mean, yeah, it just doesn't happen. Now, we went out and spoke the other night at a church. And when I got there, one of my students I've had forever, she kind of started walking towards me and was like, let me give you an elbow bump. And she was like, okay, well, I was going to hug. I was like, you know what? Get over here. Give me a hug. Yeah, I'm a hugger. I gave her a big old hug. I was like, I've known you for a long time. Give me a hug. So we were lucky. We got invited to come out and speak at our church to our youth group and some other folks there. So, but we definitely, we gave her a big old hug. You you did it well, right? Yeah, Yeah. I definitely gave a hug. I'm I'm a hugger. And when I see people that I
2: haven't seen in a while, I don't think don't hug I mean and so when people are skittish of it I think I know who you are you know who I am why aren't you giving me a hug this is ridiculous right but uh, we do Mike and I make time to whether we might not talk for half a day because we're busy doing stuff but we'll stop and give a hug to each other because it's just important and when you're at home you know you've got your dogs your cats and your spouse and if your children are still there you have your children yeah just being you know, it's
1: happy. so sad, you know, our children, because of being at home and not being able to go to school and seeing their friends and hugging their friends and different things, they have become lost and have now become so distant that they don't know what's right, you know, is it okay to hug you, is it not you, and you're right, I, I hug my son, I hug my animals, I, I hug my husband, Um, I, when I go home to mama's to To help with my mama um i still get a hug from mama now she's not really um understanding you know all the implications that that everybody wants to you know pass on to her she just kind of looks at them but you know affection is so important with folk and when you lose that touch or when you lose i mean that makes a difference it makes even even a a smile
0: It really does. It really does. We all need that. We all need that inside. And it just goes deep into our subconscious. And like so many things that feed into our subconscious, you really don't think about it because it's your subconscious. It can be stuff that you're listening to, watching on TV, being surrounded by, and it changes you. And so this is something definitely the transcendence of being touched and being close to one another we need that that's just something that's humor in inter- human interaction that's what we're built for god didn't make us to be on our own he meant yeah. for us to do what christ's law love one another like i love you so we that's what he made us for and so for us to be so separate and like uh stay six feet away <laughs> We're not meant to be that way. We're really not. So obviously COVID's got things jacked up and we will pray that, you know, it gets better soon because no doubt we've got to get back to at least that human interaction, not back to what people say all the time. Get back to normal. That normal was not good. That's why God <laughs> stopped everything. He was like, let's stop. I know, I'm wake, shake you like, up. That's I'm gonna, done. <laughs> I'm shake you. All right. Now wake up. You put a mask on your face for a while. And then, then we're going to get back and we're going to change, you know. But we got to get back to touching each other. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt. So definitely a great point. So tell us about your pageants now because I know you're a big, big pageant lady. And I think I just saw the other day you were appointed director of something. Is that correct now?
1: Oh, that is, um, I have been very blessed in the pageant industry, which has brought me into the charitable side and I have served on several different 501c3 boards and I was nominated and actually received the WLKY Bell Award two. let me see, almost four years ago because of my community service and because of my community involvement and because of giving back. I always quote the Acts 2035. And they decided after watching several things that I was able to do Via Zoom or, you know, via Six Feet Apart in 2020, they actually uh, invited me to serve on the foundation board of the WLKY Spirit of Louisville. And that is a huge, huge honor in our city because that is one of the highest honors you can receive is to be recognized, but not be recognized. I didn't do it to be recognized. I I did it because, you know, my grandmother taught me, you know, you got to take care of folk. Folk need help. Somebody right. always, always needs help. And so right. I was very honored to be placed on the board. And so we move forward this year and take a look at what's going on in the community. The other thing too, in the pageant industry, how I got involved was at the age of 40, very long time ago, very, very long time ago. <laughs> I connected in the Miserous, K- Miserous Kentucky America. I had a wonderful director, Joanne Peterson. And she still directs as a matter of fact but i did it and we had to wear a swimsuit we had to interview heather finch henry's mom and dad uh, a former miss america 2000 her mom and dad were two of my judges and awesome. the interview was my favorite part but i had to wear a swimsuit and when i walked out my husband had no idea what i had done to the swimsuit because i was competing against 25 28 year old married little girls that Uh had just those silhouette figures. Right, And so I had a wonderful designer, Rhonda, uh, Rhonda Shimwell Shelton, who designed all my wardrobe. And when I walked out in my bathing suit, you know how you had those big hooker shoes on? You know, they got like six inches on them. I had to walk around the kitchen trying to make sure I wasn't gonna fall. And so I had those on and I had a beautiful red swimsuit on and I looked like Dolly Parton and my husband I could read his lips from the audience when I hit the end of the runway and he was like (laughs) because he had no idea and then I heard my son who was four years old at the time because I had him when I was 36 he screamed out he said that's my mama you know Uh and so that began the pageant side of it and through that several directors contacted me my best friend and I, Kim Ball and I, we ended up as co-directors of the Kentucky Festival, several prelims. And look, we actually patented, I don't know if you can see it, it says more than, it's more than just. It has to be more than about the the crown, the sash, the title. Right. It has yeah. to be about the servant's heart. And right. so we've stayed in the festival system and then we're in the Miss America system. We have the Miss Mayo Kentucky Home Prelim. And Kim and I, you know, we tried to get the girls involved in community service because that's where connections are. Folk yes. don't realize all these connections that can be made. And it's just incredible. And plus it teaches them how to speak out in public to a stranger. You don't have to go up Tim and be all lovey-dovey, but you at least right. have to carry a conversation. Right. And that's what I look for when, you know, we talk to our judges and they're judging the girls and it's just an opinion. It's a different day. Different judge, different opinion based on your wins. But we've held on to that. You know, and Diane Turner in the Kentucky Festival, she's my actual state and national director. We talk about right now we have um, that big heart healthy. We're jumping for the American Heart Association 28 times a day for every day in February. Let me tell you what, this old girl, she had not jumped rope since she was in elementary (laughs) school. I tell you Uh what, my knees are just about ready to say, Oh, my word. Put a trampoline Put a, you under know, me. You do it you got little ones. That's cute. I probably need to do that. I never thought of that. Uh, but, you know, you have little eyes watching you all the time and say, I'm going to do this. You know, I have to do it the correct way, so I'll just jump. 28 times every day for February. And my husband did have a massive heart attack. So the American Heart Association is very close to me. He had it when he was very young. He was 43. He lost 70% of his heart. And I almost, they called it, I think they call it a widow maker. I almost lost him. And so, yeah. you know, being mindful of that, you know, in March Madness, we're doing March of Dimes, we're drilling the basketball, you know, 31 times every day to bring awareness to March of Dimes. I have a very dear friend, Betty Post. Her daughter, her granddaughter, has competed in my prelims. But you know, there's there's so much out there that awareness needs to be brought, the attention, you know, placed because we're in a pandemic and none of these charities can hold a gala. They do the virtual, and you know, it's not the same. It's okay, but you know, you're not face to face, and you're not meeting folk, and you're not able to do your silent auctions or. You know get in your gown and get all dressed up and walk in and there's the red carpet you know so that side of the pageant industry has opened up another door you know just for connections that people don't realize you know they think the pageant industry it's oh so foo-foo it is foo-foo you know you're out there in a gown a talent fun fashion you know swimsuit trying to make sure you don't fall off the shoes and it's 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 a sport it is truly a sport to be able to do that and so Mm -hmm. my whole goal is to coach them and get them prepared you know when they get out in the world to be able to do an interview you know to be able to speak to be able to talk right
0: yeah Yeah, Yeah, because they're out there right i mean they're putting themselves out there 100 percent, just like you did from from being in the bathing suit to the gown to the talk to this side i mean you really do have to be multi-talented and be able to show all of that of yourself and be able to be outgoing and show that you're talented and and so that really is a, a great thing and and again then the camaraderie and the lessons that are learned and things like that of being in that those are things that never leave you right and then the mentors that you have just like you they, mentoring they do yeah i mean as you mentor the younger ones it just keeps passing down well, the line like- right
1: I I hope so and I hope you know that I've instilled just a little bit of self-esteem and self-confidence in this wicked old world you know I watched one of your podcasts when you speak about coaching how to be a better you you know everybody is not the same everyone is unique made in his image but unique you know and I watched that one podcast and you know I thought if I could instill anything in anybody is it don't don't be the same yeah you right I think yeah like right. you mentioned you know it's okay to be different yeah. <laughs> you know yep. voila you know just right. be different
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and I try to say that all the time because Zig Ziglar used to say that That was one of his favorite things he goes you know once you figure out you'd make a really good you and you're gonna make a really crummy somebody else so stop trying to be somebody else you're going to make a really great <laughs> you once you figure out. I'm not going to be somebody else, so be you and it's okay to be different because we are well,
1: we're all you know different. and I looked at Alyssa I it's the diamond book am I correct? correct. I diamonds. I diamonds. Yes. So Eileen and I were talking about that, you know, and you have to break that mold and a diamond is so rare and right. a diamond can be cut so many different ways and we listen to you speak about that you know and people think diamonds are expensive yeah they're expensive but there's such a polishing and a molding like god does with us um like right. the with the clay and so your diamonds you know just kind of touched uh, me when I read, you know, I'm not all the way through the book, you know, because I like writing, trying to write, trying to read, right. trying, you know, right. to get it all in. Um, Eileen and I talk about the different books, the different authors and different things. And so we were talking about some of the excerpts and she said, you know, a diamond is beautiful, but a diamond also requires work. And, right. and when you do that molding, that folding, you know, yes. right about it, the diamond yes. shines you know, and that's yeah. what I see in Alyssa. We were talking, I said, she's like a big shiner. Yeah,
0: that's, that's one of the things I told Alyssa a long time ago, a diamond is formed under pressure. It's formed under pressure, right? I mean, it doesn't just come from, oh, let's pick it out of the ground, here it is. No, like you said, it, it's formed under pressure and then it's cut and then it's polished and then it's shaped because it can be pear-shaped, diamond-shaped, round. I mean, what are we gonna turn it into? And again, just showing you how we're all different. We're just like those diamonds, right? Just like you, a beautiful diamond. Thank you.
2: And like, I take my ring back, my wedding ring back to the jeweler and have it shined up and cleaned up every, you know, once in a while. And so that's what we have to do with ourselves as diamonds. We have to keep growing and learning and continuing to move on and serve and be servants. and. And I just say, you know, the 12 women, I mean, it's just like a small amount of women that, who actually are diamonds in the world. I said, I could have series after series. If people would just give and write their story, there's a million stories Then everyone's not the same, but people are relatable. And that's how we create, of course, relationships. So, you know, the main thing is in the book is just to know that you're not alone and to know that there are other people that have been really in bad places but they saw through their faith and they, and you know, they leaned on God. And like you said earlier about trusting in the Lord, because sometimes things don't make under, make make sense to us. And we're like, and then he creates a bigger plan than we could ever even imagine. Right? So we're thinking, Oh, I'm going to write one book. Ha, ha 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 ha. Oh, I have two movies. What in the world, you know, I'm going to do one pageant. I'm in the pageant, you know, and so he just has bigger plans for us. I mean, yes. I, you know, I'm excited. I, I just asked somebody, I was like, I need the best words to describe the book so that people understand the stories that are in the book and, you know, how that they're transforming, even with the words and the scriptures that the, the women use. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, um, I'm excited for it to come out. I didn't mean to take over your podcast for sure, but I'm excited <laughs> for it to come out. <laughs>
1: but you know what? That, that, that's the beauty. That's the beauty of being able to share. And first off, let me apologize. I remember the first time I met you in Texas, I called you Aly- Alyssa and it's Elisa. And, yeah. and I do that all the time. And I'm so sorry. I, I okay. mispronounce your name all the time. No, it's not okay. Because I get folk all the time when they want to spell my name with the capital D. And I'm like, y'all pay attention to what the book says. It's a little D, little E space, little D, little E. Just make it little. Stop, you know, farting around yeah. with trying to catch Capitalize
0: my D, it's not capitalized. So, Elisa, I apologize. Thank you, Elisa. Well, Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us, right? He has plans to prosper us, right? A- and yes. not to harm us for he loves us. I mean, I, there's so many verses that, that we could go with. And we know Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Acts 20, 35, right? I mean, we get these verses and it's not just to memorize because there are so many people that can memorize verses. That's not what it's about. It's about taking them and then applying them, right? And that's well, just
1: that's like, like inspiration. I named, I named my son Isaiah for Isaiah 40, 31. I will mount up on the wings of eagles. I shall run and not be weary. I shall walk and not be faint. Yes. Don't stop walking. Don't don't yeah. stop running, you know? Yes. Keep, keep moving, keep going. Yeah. Something's gonna happen.
0: That's right, Right. we just keep moving forward every day, no matter what, keep moving forward every day. Yeah, one
2: of the things we talk about, like just because you graduate high school or you graduate college, you don't stop learning there. I mean, going on 50, life is a learning process, a journey, and it's always forever changing and you're forever just having to grow and learn. Of course, you don't have to, but if you wanna be something different than you are today, then you wanna take action. Right.
1: Most yeah, folks yeah. think that if they take a step, that they don't have the security, or they don't have the knowledge, or they don't know that it's actually going to happen, they won't take the step. Sometimes, sure. what does that you gotta take that leap of faith, that step? Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Got to get out of that comfort zone. You yeah. Got to get off the couch. Definitely, and that's what a lot of people are afraid to do. Because if I step out of my comfort zone, well, what's going to happen, right? That's where people get uncomfortable. I don't want to change. I don't want to change.
1: Well, my grandmother always said, you can't have success without failure. And the more failures you have, you'll understand success. Yeah, that's right. You know, and she told me, she said, you are so not the square you know you're not in those four corners you're the circle outside the square running everybody ragged and that's what i tried to tell you know the pageant girls or whoever i'm speaking with don't sit in those four corners because there's nowhere right. else to go once you do one two three four that's it right,
0: so right. absolutely yeah that's awesome well wow.
2: I just, I mean, I was so excited to talk to you. I still am excited. I was, I mean, I kept thinking yesterday, and and I just thought I can't wait to talk to Dee Dee because there's so much to talk about. Your life is so exciting now, so I really appreciate you coming on and talking to us, taking the time. Um, It's good to see you again. We did only have a brief, few, you know, hours and moments together, so I can't wait to get back together again. Like. I think, you know, we talked about the Derby, right? But who knows what's gonna happen all with all that, but you never know what's what's to come. We have lots of things that are going on, changing and growing. And so God just makes, the God is good. He makes up all plans. And so I'm sure we'll see you, see you again.
1: Oh, I'm well, counting yeah. on it. I, I need a hug. I need a big old hug. Not oh, one of them little weeny little hugs. You know, uh-huh. you need a big old hug. Well, exactly. we had
0: those in Texas. Well, we love to have you in our love to have you on the podcast. We're so blessed to have you in our circle. You know, we tell people all the time that as we grow, our circle tends to get bigger but smaller. That if that makes sense, we it have five thousand friends on Facebook, but the smaller of our intimate groups. You know, and, and so it's it's good to have you in our circle. And I do say that when we have a great circle, that all boats rise together. You know, when you have great people around you, you rise, they rise, and we're just all, look at this, look at us rising together and by faith, trusting in the Lord, look at what he's doing, more than we could ever imagine. Cause he tells us that, I'll do more for you than you could ever even imagine. You imagine that I'm gonna give you this much and give you this much land, and I'm gonna give you 400,000 times that. So just trust in me and stop going this, right? And I tell people this all the time, it's when you start accepting and stop expecting that it happens. Because when I'm expecting, man, look, I'm just, why is this happening? I'm expecting this. It just does not happen. But when you just start accepting his grace and you're like, look at this, I don't deserve all this. Lord, I'm gonna remain humble. Oh, thank you so much. And then it just pours. And then God reminds you, just keep blessing others now. I'm blessing you, but keep blessing others, right? Just like you've done. So you're an amazing lady, Miss D.D. Your best I is still yeah. You
1: guys are amazing. Um, you know, when so you talk about God has all the blessings and stuff and he wants you to realize, you know, what he's doing, you know, God also says, don't get those panties too big because they they're gonna fall off. You know, if your panties are too big, they'll just slide on down. So, you right. know, take my oh, blessing. Goes. Yes, oh, yes. Goes. Take my blessings and be humble about my blessings and share my blessings because, you know, you don't know what folk are going through. We're all all going through something. But, you know, and he brings you back and he tells you, you know, I don't know why you're walking away from me. I've been here the whole time, you know, and it's okay that he did, you know, just come on back to the fold. You know, and I will tell you, Every day, I see your post on Facebook, and I do get some emails and stuff. Congratulations on a lot of your guys' podcasts of appearing as guest speakers. Um, I think that's wonderful to to get that word out, especially about the coaching group um, and about uh, the book that Elisa has. I know. When's the debut on that? By the way, 18. Yeah,
2: the 18th for ebook, and then really? and I'm hoping. One in hand by the twenty fifth, so wow. I have you and I, you and Aline on my list to send a book to, so you'll get a I, free that copy.
1: Would be fantastic. Yes, I think that's great. But you know, um, I I have to remain humble. I have to say only by His grace and mercy, and then I have to believe. That, that little bitty faith of a mustard seed that my faith is going to like touch somebody or, or pull me through or help me to climb the mountain or go around the mountain wherever yeah. that little mustard seed is.
0: Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I
1: have enjoyed, like I said, I cannot wait to just like hug you guys and just say hello and give a kiss on the cheek, you know, because country folk do that all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Just, to yeah. just to say thank you. Just to say thank you.
0: Absolutely. We're going with that. Uh, I, I have made one Peter five six and five seven one of my life verses and I say it all the time and I say it throughout my podcast and I post it. Uh, one Peter five six says, of course, I need to humble myself before the Lord. And then once I do that, one Peter five, seven says that I can then release my anxieties and inequities upon him. But don't do it before you do Peter five six. Don't count <laughs> Peter five seven and say, Hey, can you take care of all this stuff? He's like, You did five six first, right? humble yourself before me so for me i tell elisa you know i always want to remain humble zig ziglar is one of my favorite guys ever i started listening to zig when i was 16 years old and the one thing about zig is they say you know he impacted about 250 million people in his life and that's without social media and you know you can think about how big he could have gotten they said to the day he died he remained humble and so many people say how did he do that and and he himself professed it and the people around him will say it he asked people every day to pray for him to remain humble. He would walk into his office and people would say, Good morning, Zig. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. Pray for me to remain humble. Pray for me to remain humble because I'm getting big. Whoa, my pants are getting big. And, and he stayed humble. And that's amazing. And so that's what I tell her, no matter how big we grow and the audiences get bigger, we hope that we do that just so we impact more lives. That's what it's about, just like with you. It's not about being a movie star, but if the movie gets out there, what am I doing? Impacting those lives. And so as we grow, we just hope that we stay humble. And that's, that's the greatest thing ever. And certainly have that just like you, that good old humble attitude of, hey, I'm here to serve others. That's why we're here. God put us here on purpose. For a purpose, with a purpose. And we're going to give you a hug. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Miss Edie. That's the best
1: thing. There
0: you go. So, Miss Edie, a couple of nuggets of wisdom you want to leave our listeners with today.
1: Always, always remember the three C's be kind, caring, and compassionate. And no, kindness doesn't begin with a C, but capture someone's attention and help them. Acts 20, 35. Always always it is so much better to give than to receive your heart your heart will feel it's sort of kind of like the grinch it just grew it just grew 10 times when you don't think of yourself and you think of somebody else then it happens that's when the blessing occurs and you may or may not realize it but it's there so be kind caring and compassionate and it's better to give than to receive. And I awesome. love you guys. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. Thank we you. We love you
0: too. Well, thank you so much, Miss Elisa.
2: Um, I, I just want to say thank you again, and I can't wait to see you know what happens in the future. I can't wait to see you, and give you the hug, and really appreciate you coming on. I mean, it's really just I just can't keep smiling because I just look so good to see you. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm gonna wrap it up with what I always do. I say this and it goes with what you just said a second ago. Mr. Zig Ziglar always reminds us you can have everything you want in life if you just help enough others get what they want and need. And just remember that, guys. When we serve others, God serves us. He takes care of us because he knows, hey, look at them, they're taking care of others. That's what I put them there for. I'm gonna take care of them and then some and bless them abundantly. Miss Didi, it's been amazing having you on the podcast. I so look forward to seeing you in the future. And again, getting that hug, <laughs> no doubt, like you said, getting a kiss as well. And uh, maybe we can do that in Kentucky. We'll see what happens. But until then, we look forward to seeing you. Stay and warm. So again, for all those that are listening, check Ms. Didi's stuff out. So many books out there. I'm gonna tell you this is going to enrich your life. And thank you so much to everybody listening. Have a blessed day. And until next time, remember the golden rule. Treat others as you want to be treated, for that is what God created us to do. Thank you so much, Misty. Bye-bye. Bye, baby.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.
0: We want to thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to the Born to Succeed podcast with Michael and Elisa Merritt. We know that you have a very busy schedule and we appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time with us. You can find us at Merit Coaching Group on YouTube, Facebook. You can email us at MeritCoachingGroup at gmail.com. We want to remind you that you can have everything you want in life if you just help enough others get what they want and need. Remember to follow the golden rule. You can have everything you want. Yeah, but you got to do what? Treat others as you want to be treated. So until next time, have a very blessed day from Michael and Elisa Merritt.